Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. Uh, a lot of news, a lot of trade news. Uh, NBA free agency started about two hours ago. Uh, this is being recorded at 5 o'clock uh, Pacific time. Uh, and it's, and uh, free NBA free agency had started at 3 o'clock. And um, yeah, so people are doing some, um, some free agency signings, some sign-in trades. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, there was a lot of big uh, MLB trade deadline news. Uh, the Chicago Cubs pretty much cleared house and are now moving towards rebuilding. Yankees made some big moves. The Dodgers made some big moves. Giants, uh, Padres made some moves. Uh, the Washington Nationals decided to kind of clear out some guys there too, everyone except Juan Soto. And then uh, Russell Westbrook is on his third team in three years, uh, so we'll get into that trade as well. I'll get into the Simone Biles situation for a bit, just be, just to give my opinion on it. I know it's been overly covered. It's kind of crazy how much they're covering it, like just leave her alone. Um, and then I don't usually talk about hockey, but there's some hockey news that I found pretty interesting, and it's it's getting pretty messy. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's about it. And then I'll just update you guys during this pod as uh, I, I see more NBA signings and trades and stuff. Um, yeah, I had a I had a good weekend uh, on Friday. Um, I live on a pretty busy street where people just speed. And, um, you know, when I f- we first moved into this house, my my side mirror got knocked off because someone was driving too close to the side of the road. I ended up getting a new car for other reasons. And now I have to tuck in my mirror every time. <clears throat> and so on Friday, I was in my house, you know, uh, my girlfriend and I were folding laundry. And all of a sudden, I heard this loud crash. You know, and it sounded like metal, like just sound like a car crash, something crazy going on. And we've had someone crash into our fence or hit our fence and then drive off. So I, I thought someone was someone hit our fence. So I right away I ran outside the house and I saw this lady in a giant Ram Ram fifteen hundred or something pickup truck, and she rear-ended my car. Just to, like spot on directly through the trunk. Just just a great shot into my car. My car is completely totaled on the backside there, and you know it pissed me off too because I just filled up my gas my gas tank. I was completely empty, and I went early. Woke up early in the morning, so I didn't have to wake up. Uh, so I didn't have to wait in line that long. Filled it up with diesel. It was fifty dollars. You know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm being responsible. I'm going early. You know, I don't want to wait in line, and then my car gets fucking totaled. And this lady, she had she side-swiped another car down the street, and then, tr- like, I guess overcorrect because it's a, it's a straight road, so she must have overcorrected and just hit my car out of all the other cars that were there, just hit mine directly. And I first thing I asked her when she got out there, I'm like, man, have you been drinking? Like, how how do you hit my car like that? And she's like, no, I'm looking for the park and all this. And she's slurring her words and stuff. So I called the cops, and they did a test and stuff and said she wasn't under the influence, but she might have some other medical thing. I'm like, well, I feel like she should be arrested. You know, you can't just crash into cars and, like, leave the scene, which she was trying to do. And she tried to back – she backed her car 
or the truck out of my car, but it was like stuck. And then hers, her tire was flat. I'm like, well, you're stuck now. And the cops are coming now. So you got to figure that out. Um, so yeah, now I don't have a car, but then I went today to enterprise cause, uh, my policy, they cover, uh, a rental car for like a week or something. And they gave me a 2020 Mustang and man, that thing is difficult to drive. That thing is fast. It has some power. The doors are heavier than my car was like, everything's just heavy. And I just, I feel like a different person in that car. But, uh, yeah, that was my Friday. That was like at noon. It was terrible. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's start with the Simone Biles stuff. Um, you know, she, as you probably heard everywhere, every news outlet and everyone has their opinion on it. She pulled out of the, uh, the team all around performance and then other, the alternate, uh, I think Jane Carey was the alternate who had to replace her. She filled in for her, but she stepped away from three events, uh, and she cited, uh, her mental health, she had to get better, and, you know, she had an interview where she was talking about how she she's the only gymnast right now on the team who was uh, abused by Larry Nasser. so she feels like her being there is putting pressure on um, U.S. gymnastics to, you know, kind of clear things up a bit, because there's still, there's still some questions there of, about protecting girls and stuff like that, and they haven't done it you know, to the best of their ability. And she feels like, you know, her being there and her being, you know, the greatest of all time, like people call her and just being an iconic figure there that she's, she's the face of this, that, that whole U S gymnastics scandal and everything. And she, she spoke, I forgot who she was being interviewed by, but she said she's, she's putting pressure on them, you know, to, to fix everything. And, uh, so she kind of had, had everything on her shoulders. She was already talking about retirement. Everyone's calling her the greatest of all time. And then she backs out last minute, and everyone was excited to see her. Suni Lee still won gold, and um, Michaela Skinner won silver. And um, Simone is now she's going to compete in the balance beam final with alongside uh, Suni Lee. And... You know, a lot of people were saying she quit on her team, she's not a leader and all this, but if you have some mental health issues that you need to address, like, yeah, step away from whatever you're you're doing. Like, your your health is more important than competing on a international level like that. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Simone Biles has nothing to prove to anyone. She has, there's a picture of her with so many medals, so many Olympic medals, and she's already one of the greatest gymnasts of all time. And she doesn't need to further validate herself because she's already endured a lot. And, um, you know, it took a lot for her to to make it to Tokyo, especially after the year uh, last year it, it getting postponed and pushed out to this year. So, like, yeah, some people have some, some issues that they need to address. And if, if she chose that time to... Uh, to step away from the team then you know that that's her prerogative you know i and it was like her first i think it was the vault she did horrible she didn't land she looked completely lost you look at her eyes like she just looked lost like she didn't know where she was and apparently she has the twisties i think i think that's what it was called but it's basically like the the gymnastics version of the yips like markel fultz had something similar in the nba he couldn't even shoot a basketball maybe ben simmons has it it's all mental um, you know, some, 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 uh, athletes have that issue that they need to overcome. I think they said that, uh, Tiger Woods had the yips in the past, like, you know, 
within the past seven years or so, he could even putt. You know, so a lot of athletes kind of go through this, and um, yeah, that's that's my that's my thing on it. Like, you know, if uh, you need to address something like that's fine. We should be more open with mental health and, and mental illnesses and stuff and, and pressure that athletes face. Uh, you know, Naomi Osaka came out and was talking about stuff recently, and then people were just, you know, arguing that, oh, well, why is she doing a photo shoot if she doesn't want to talk to the media? Well, the media is different because they're asking you certain questions and, like, trying to get something out of you and sometimes trying to embarrass you. Um, but, yeah, Simone Biles doesn't have to to um, prove anything to anyone. The, the U.S. team, they still got silver. Like, whatever, doesn't matter. But the U.S. did well in swimming, men and women swimming. Uh, track has just started. Um, and then, yeah, there's a there's a lot of, there's a back half of everything kind of starting up. Um, they lost the softball medal, gold medal match to Japan. Japan won. But, you know, what's weird about the softball Olympics is that Japan pushed for it because they're good at it. But then now it's not going to be at the parent Paris Olympics. Um, so if like a if a home country, a hosting country wants a sport badly, they could just like push for it and they could get passed for that specific uh, Olympics, which is weird. I, I didn't know that was a thing. And I mean, if they're not going to have softball, like why are they having uh, that speed walking? Have you seen that where they, they speed race walk? It's just like you're walking through the mall and trying to dodge slow traffic. You know, you can't. You have to, like, swing your hips around, and you can't, like, let your back foot off or something. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, I think I'd be good at that. That'd be something I'd want to try. Um, and then going to the, the NBA draft uh, was this past, what was it, Thursday. Let's recap that. Cade Cunningham went number one, and Jalen Green number two. Uh, that was the Pistons and Rockets, and then the Cavaliers got uh, Evan Mobley from USC at number three. Scotty Barnes went to the Raptors at number four. Jalen Suggs, number five, to the Magic. Uh, number six, Josh Giddy to the Thunder. Number seven, the Warriors, Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, number eight, the Magic got uh, Franz uh, Wagner. And then the Kings at number nine got Davion Mitchell from Baylor. And then the, the Pelicans at number 10, they drafted Zaire Williams, but then he was traded to the Grizzlies. Um, so there was this is a, a pretty deep draft. There's, there wasn't anyone. I just went through the just top 10 draft picks. If you want to see the rest, you could uh, look that up on any other sports site. And so the as far as the draft goes, you know there wasn't a surefire number one like a, a LeBron or a Zion or anything like that, but it is a really deep draft. You know, I feel like the top three picks, they could all have pretty similar careers. You know, there, none of them were like the clear cut number one, you know, so at that point it's just about fit and, you know, what, what position certain teams are looking for and what kind of, what kind of guy they want to build around. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a deep draft. You know, last year people were like, Oh, this draft sucks. But, you know, last year's draft, it's turning out to be a pretty good draft just after year one. You know, you're seeing a lot of these guys produce already for their teams. You know, LaMelo and, uh, you know, the top three picks specifically. Top three picks. Um, you know, Wiseman still needs time to develop. To develop. Um, you know, as far as the Warriors go, there was supposed to be a trade with uh, Bradley Beal, but apparently Bradley Beal is more... He's locked in with the Wizards, and I don't know. Even after they traded Russell Westbrook to the Lakers, so I'm not really sure what what 
Bradley Beal's trying to prove. Like, just ask for a trade. If you want to go to the Warriors, you know, the Warriors have some pieces. They have the pieces to be able to get Bradley Beal to uh, the Bay Area. But right now, there's no no trade on the table for him. Um, and talks have cooled around the Warriors as far as a trade goes. I think they need to make a trade if they're trying to win a championship now with their aging roster. Uh, but we'll see. I think they're going to take these rookies into the season and kind of see where they're at and if anyone is trying to get rid of a contract early. So let's get into that Russell Westbrook trade. Uh, so Russell Westbrook was traded from the Washington Wizards to the Los Angeles Lakers. It was reported that Westbrook wanted to go back home to Los Angeles Lakers, play for his L.A. home team. So the Wizards, uh, they got a 24... 2024 second round pick 2028 second round pick and Westbrook and traded that to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma uh Contavious Caldwell Pope Montrez Harrell and number 22 pick in the first round of uh, the draft that was just that just happened this past Thursday so there was another trade that was kind of in the works it was pretty much that same package for Buddy, Buddy Heald from Sacramento a little bit of younger player and uh, more of just like a spot-up shooter, three-point shooter. Uh, the Westbrook trade, to me, it just screams desperation. And it's not because of Westbrook. It's just it's more like LeBron and, and the Lakers brass are just like, hey, you know what, we need to... We need to push for someone. They need a they need a star guard. They need a, a veteran guard there. And uh, Westbrook, they had heard, I guess, you know, LeBron, AD, and uh, Westbrook had met a few weeks prior at LeBron's house and said, hey, we need to put our eagles, egos aside and, you know, try to win a sacrifice and try to win a championship. It's just, yeah, it's a desperate move, in my opinion. Um, I think the fit is pretty bad. Uh, because, you know, you have Westbrook, who's really ball-dominant. Uh, he's kind of a streaky shooter. You can't rely on him um, that much to take shots. You know, I like Westbrook. You know, he's going to give 110% effort. And if LeBron or AD are injured, you can have that third person to rely on and kind of take control of the offense. You know, I just worry about the shooters, you know, the lack of shooting there that the Lakers have. You know, they had it, you know, uh, their championship run. And that's how you need to build around Westbrook is shooters. So now are you guys just kind of, who's going to like pretty much control pace? Is it going to be LeBron or Westbrook? Because LeBron, they had moved him to point guard, even though they had, he had point guards in, in Schroeder and, uh, and Rondo. But uh, Westbrook, he's, what is he, 32 right now? He can still, you know, handle the primary duties of being a point guard. No, I, I just, I don't like that move uh, for the Lakers. They were kind of running out of options though. They didn't have, a lot of moves that they could do because they were they had a lot of um, they didn't have a lot of flexibility when it came to their cap cap space, and you know they wanted Chris Paul, uh, you know, but he just went to the finals with the Suns, and he just got a four year, hundred twenty million dollar contract to stay with the Phoenix Suns, and they're gonna pay him till he's forty. But this Westbrook trade, they're gonna end up paying him like forty five million or something crazy, and then they also just lost Alex Caruso to the Bulls. And then they're re-signing guys from the championship team. They just signed Dwight Howard. They re-signed. They brought back, uh, or they're trying to bring back Danny Green uh, from the Sixers. You know, they just had Dwight Howard who was with the Sixers. And then 
Uh, they just signed Trevor Reza. Trevor Reza is like 37, 38 maybe. He's been in the league for a long time, and he's been finished for about five years, but people keep signing him for extra security or just to give a dirty foul here and there. I like Ariza, you know, but he's just he's not that difference maker that you're looking for. Um, you know, I think as far as Lakers go, I I think I would have taken that Buddy Heald one instead, but I get I, I understand why the Lakers went for Westbrook. You know, they do need they do need someone to be able to take control of the offense when uh LeBron and, and A D are out and you know you're not super certain that AD is going to be healthy the entire year. He misses a lot of games, you know, and you need, and Westbrook, he doesn't miss that many games. You know, he, you know, he's, he's always going to be there hundred ten 110%, just going to give full effort. But um, yeah, we'll see how it works out for them. You know, Kawhi Leonard going to the other team in LA, he's expected to opt out of his contract. And remember he did get surgery on his, um, on his knee. I think it was his ACL partially torn ACL. So I think he's going to be out for the rest of the this whole next season. I don't know why he would opt out, but so he's going to pretty much not play this next season. And then he's going to try to get a new contract. So he's going to take the whole year to heal and then he's going to take and get the next 5-year contract which will pay him into his mid 30s starting next season. And now apparently he was supposed to he's supposed to re-sign with the Clippers, but he's going to he's open to listening to offers. And there's a, a short list of uh, championship contenders that are expected to uh, make their pitches. Other free agency news, the Knicks re-signed Derrick Rose. He played pretty well for them in the postseason. He was their best player, honestly, scoring-wise. Because uh, Julius Randle, people are still looking for him. They can't find him. He's nowhere to be found. Um, so they signed him for three years, $43 million deal. The Knicks are making some moves. They also signed uh, Evan Fournier to a four-year deal, $78 million. Uh, the Celtics just traded for him last season, so that's not looking too good right there for him. Uh, Clippers brought back uh, Nicholas Batum. And then uh, the Spurs signed Zach Collins for $22 million, three years. This is the big man from Gonzaga. He was drafted by Portland Trailblazers, but he's been injured like every season since he's been in the league and hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, Nuggets signed Jeff Green to your deal. Kyle Lowry is a big, big deal for the Miami Heat, I guess. He's a 35-year-old point guard, so I don't know what how much you have left. Uh, a lot of people are thinking he's going to have a similar impact to what uh, Chris Paul had with the Phoenix Suns. So they completed a sign-and-trade deal. The Raptors did and traded Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat. And then they also re-signed Duncan Robinson, and then they signed um, they signed Jimmy Butler, to a contract extension, they gave him the max, $184 million. So they're kind of going all in on that group there with Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry. I think they signed Kyle Lowry to a three-year deal, three-year for $90 million. Um, and then Jimmy Butler. Um, Miami needs to – they need this to work out, you know, because uh, they're kind of putting all their eggs in this basket. Jimmy Butler didn't show up in the postseason late in the games. Uh, Bam didn't look good. They just didn't look good. I think they got to move Tyler Hero. He's plateaued. He hasn't really improved that much. He's pretty much been a, a streaky shooter. And then what else? Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. was re-signed by the Mavericks for four years, seventy-two million. He was great for them in the postseason. You know, I think uh, 
he was pretty consistent for them. The one question I have for uh, the Mavericks is, what are they going to do with Kristaps? They got to get him out of there. You know, they he's had, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, he has some issues with the offense, how it's only flowing through Luca, and he, you know, he seems like he's just kind of jealous of them. Uh, so they have some some questions to answer there. Uh, let's see, John Collins and the the Atlanta Hawks aren't they're not close to a deal. They're they're trying to situate some. Um, there's some dollars in the contract. Meanwhile, Trey Young did get the max. Um, I think that was deserved because, you know, Atlanta hadn't been in the playoffs a long time. He took him to the conference finals, and, you know, they showed out. They He played really well. Uh, Lonzo Bogg, part of a sign-in trade to the Chicago Bulls for $85 million uh, four years. And then they also – who else? Hold on. Um, so the Bulls have Lonzo Ball and – it was Alex Caruso. So they're trying to build around Zach Levine. Um, and uh, Zach Levine, they're working on a new contract extension. And then who else? What else is going on here? Gary Trent Jr. was re-signed by the Toronto Raptors, $54 million. I think it's a three-year deal. And then, yeah, a lot of moves here to try to keep track of. A lot going on. There's some that will get lost in the mix here. Oh, Jared Allen got big money to stay in Cleveland. They gave him a five-year, $100 million deal. Um, I'm not sure if I would want that. I guess, you know, that's what people are making now. You know, uh, Duncan Robinson got a five-year, $90 million deal. Uh, Steph, he's eligible for an extension, and he's going to sign a four-year, $215 million extension this summer uh, to keep him in in the Bay Area, and he's most likely going to finish his career there. Isaiah Thomas is in talks with the Boston Celtics to return there. Uh, and, you know, they might end up trading uh, Marcus Smart. And, yeah, I think that's all I have for now as far as uh, NBA free agency goes. If something changes, I'll update you guys there. Oh, there was some, uh, some more news on the uh, Big 12 uh, kind of falling apart, becoming the Big Eight again. They issued a cease and desist to ESPN Network. Um, they're claiming that ESPN had contacted other conferences, encouraging them to take Big 12 schools so that the Big 12 dissolves, which would eliminate grant of rights. Uh, if the Big 12 implodes, ESPN is not responsible for final four years of deal worth $1.06 million, or no, not million, sorry. That's with a B, billion dollars. So they're they're alleging that ESPN is trying to get out of this contract by contacting other leagues to take uh, the remaining teams of the Big 12 or the remaining schools. And apparently the, uh, the Pac-12, they're not interested in taking uh, TCU, Texas Tech, or Baylor. Uh, so there's going to be a call, I think, tomorrow or like later this week where they're going to determine what, what the fuck they're going to do with the rest of the conference. No one wants them. I don't know why the Pac-12 didn't want them. They need to get into the central time zone. It would help with recruiting. would help with national branding and recognition. I would have jumped all over that. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure what the reasoning behind that is. Um, but I assume the big 12 will try to take some, some other smaller, you know, conference schools, Texas schools. We talked about that, you know, SMU is a, is a candidate, Houston, university of Houston, um, you know, schools like that. 
And then moving into the MLB, there was a lot of a lot of news, a lot of trade deadline news. It was kind of an arms race uh, as far as the trades go in the National League West with the San Diego Padres, San Francisco Giants, and Los Angeles Dodgers. Those three teams were tied to every every player being named. They were all tied to Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Chris Bryant. Uh, who else was out there? Um, Trevor Story, other big fish that were there. Uh, the Dodgers ended up trading for uh, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner from Washington for the Washington Nationals. Uh, the Giants were tied to both of those players as well. Uh, they gave up their number one and number two prospect, though. They gave up some some big uh, big guys for that. Um, the Yankees traded for Joey Gallo from the Texas Rangers, so they got another slugger there. And they got Anthony Rizzo from, uh, from the Chicago Cubs. So the Yankees, as far as those two, that team goes they have some they have some sluggers on their team now they have anthony rizzo they have they still have aaron judge and then they traded for joey gallo and i don't know what they're going to do with stanton but they have they have some power there you know they have some power they're struggling to you know they struggled early on this season but maybe they can turn it around with these big additions that they have here um you know each player from the chicago cubs that was traded you know, uh, Javi Baez, he was traded to the to the New York Mets, who are in, in contention for a playoff spot there. Uh, Chris Bryant got traded to the Giants. You know, it was late in the in the trade deadline, deadline day. Um, you know, when it was the last day of it, it was two hours left. I'm like, are the Giants going to make an answer? The Padres have made moves, and the Dodgers have made big moves. And, um, you know, for the Dodgers, getting Max Scherzer, they had to take the, the – um, take the news elsewhere when it came to Trevor Bauer. I don't think Trevor Bauer is coming back to the team. So essentially you're not getting Trevor Bauer and Max Scherzer and uh, Walker Bueller and uh, Clayton Kershaw when he comes back. Pretty much you're just replacing uh, Trevor Bauer with Max Scherzer, right? That's what I think. Um, but that's going to be one good wild card game between the San Diego Padres and the Los Angeles Dodgers because you know what? The best team in baseball, the best record, the San Francisco Giants. They just traded for, they just acquired former MVP and Chris Bryant, who's only 29 years old. Grew up a huge Barry Bonds fan in Las Vegas, big time Giants fan. You know, he told his wife, at some point in my career, I will play for the Giants. And now he got traded for them, or he traded to them. And, uh, you know, he's in a contract year, and he said that, you know, uh, a five year contract is enticing to him. Uh, to stay with San Francisco. And San Francisco, they've had a lot of injuries this season, but now they're going to be getting back Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria is coming back. Um, you know, Posey's going to get, you know, healthier, Crawford healthier. You know, he's back in the lineup. And, you know, they just beat the team. that They were first place in the American League. You know, they beat, they won the series against the Houston Astros. They hit a lot of home runs. They have depth. That's what I'll tell you. They have depth. And they just added a great player in uh, Chris Bryant. He fits like a glove there with the San Francisco organization. You know, he's already, you know, the fans there and the organization, they have to make him feel comfortable because this is a guy that we want to sign for another five year, another five years because, you know, he's 29. We can, we just want the rest of his career to be in San Francisco. You know, he has power. I think he has, that was his 17th or 18th home run on the season when he hit it in his debut um, and you know what's good about him? He's versatile. He has a lot of versatility when it comes to uh, defense. He could play at third. 
until Evan Longoria comes back, who is having a good year to start the season. But he could also play in left field. He could play first base. He could play right field. He could kind of plug him in in a lot of places, you know. And he, he I think he hit number two in the two spot, uh, you know, during his debut. So um, I think that was the best trade, mainly because the team, they have the best record already. So they're not chasing anybody right now. You know, they're still the only team with less than 40 losses and they have the most wins. So uh, best record there. And then they're also getting some other guys back and they're just a deep team. Um, so I thought that was the best one. And, you know, the, the Dodgers would have had the best, it would have been the best trade for the Dodgers if they still had Trevor Bauer. And then if they had Bauer and Scherzer and all those guys, then they would have had great pitching. But essentially you're just replacing Bauer with Scherzer. So um, I do like what the Yankees did. You know, the Yankees, they made some some monstrous moves there with Joey Gallo and, and Rizzo. And, you know, they still got... Still got Aaron Judge, and yeah, I just, I really like what they did. And then uh, the Chicago Cubs traded within their own city, traded Craig Kimbrell, uh, the heavily sought-after closer, they traded him to the White Sox uh, for Nick Madrigal, former Beaver, go Beavs. And then uh, Adam Duvall was traded from the Marlins to the Braves. There's a good trade there. Uh, let's see who else. Kyle Schwarber, that, he was another big fish there that was attached to a lot of the name, a lot of the team names, uh, especially the National League West. He ended up going to Boston, Boston and um, and Houston. They've been kind of taking turns of being uh, different records, but Boston they were supposed to be bad this year along with San Francisco, and they're both, you know, one and two in their uh, in their conferences, in their leagues, I should say. But the Dodgers did also get Danny Duffy uh, from Kansas City, so that's another. Uh, starting pitcher for them and the Giants also got Tony Watson who used to pitch for them and he went to the Angels and then they're like hey man we like you so much we're gonna trade back for you um, and then let's see what else uh, Starling Marte got traded from the Marlins to the Oakland A's which I thought was a great um, great trade for Oakland you know he's a contact hitter he hits for he hits for average but he does have some pop there um, and we'll see if uh Oakland could get past the first round. It's been a been a struggle for them for a while, uh, but they're they're always good. They're always up there. Um, and then let's see what other big trades that they, we had here. Um, Adam Frazier got traded to the San Diego Padres, and uh, I think he's a he was a second baseman. Tampa Bay. This was early on. Tampa Bay Rays traded for Nelson Cruz. Uh, get some more power there for the Rays. You know they. They've kind of fallen off a bit. I think they're right now they have the second wild card spot, but they were in first place for a while and then kind of fell off. So that'll definitely help out. Um, and then, let's see, I think those are all the big ones. There's some other small ones, smaller, smaller impact trades for sure. But I think the Giants had the best trade, uh, just character wise, locker room presence wise for Chris Bryant. He just fits in so well there. He knew he knows Scott Harris, um, front office personnel. He, you know, has a relationship with Brandon Crawford. They do chat a, a quite a bit at the uh, at the All Star game, and you know, grew up in Las Vegas, was a Giants fan, Barry Bonds uh, fan, has a, a signed Barry Bonds baseball at his mom's house in his old room. Match made in heaven, you know, and they're still in first place. And this is just gonna, I think, this is gonna take them over the top. There's uh, some excitement in the locker room. 
getting your guys back and uh, they're gonna win the World Series. You know, um, I strongly believe that. I have some. I made a bet on it early in the season when the odds were plus three thousand for the Giants to win the World Series. Now I think they're at like plus seven hundred. I want to say. So you know, I'll have a I'll have a good return. You know, when they win come October. Um, so looking forward to that for sure. Um, I wanted to get into this uh, Evander Kane situation. Evander Kane plays for the Sacramento, not Sacramento, San Jose Sharks. Uh, I don't really watch uh, hockey. You know, I know of it. I watch it during the Winter Olympics. I think it's exciting then. But other than that, I don't really know a whole lot. I know Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, and then obviously uh, Gretzky. Um but yeah, Evander Kane has some uh, personal life issues. Uh, he and his wife are divorcing, and uh, yeah, she's just airing out his dirty laundry. Apparently, he had uh, cheated on her with a model, and then, uh, but then she's also claiming that he's uh, openly throwing games, and he's in uh, he's in crazy gambling debt, and he's con- he contacts bookies and. Um, you know, it's like an open secret that he's betting on his own games that he's playing in, and he's throwing these games. So he's not betting to win. He's betting to lose, and he's making money off of it. He was sued by a casino in Vegas a couple years ago for, I think it was 500000 for gambling debts. So there, I think there is something here. You know, I don't think she's completely lying. And, and um, you know, so she tagged the commissioner, and there was like a, a gambling ring a few years ago that was being funded by one of the assistant coaches of the Coyotes. And so, you know, they have a history of some internal gambling like that. Um, And you know he's guilty. Someone's guilty when they post two different statements on on social media. He he even labeled them statement one, statement two. And it was like in the same post. Um, But yeah, there's some, uh, some drama in this guy's life. Uh, apparently he's, yeah, he's just throwing games and like people know about it within the organization. Um, so yeah, I guess, guess we'll see what happens there, but he might be banned for life. Uh, he's still under contract with the Sharks, uh, but the NHL is definitely going to investigate and we'll see if they even want to talk about it. Cause if they don't talk about it, then I, that, that to me tells me that it's, it's more than just Evander Kane. And there's a lot more people that can be implicated in this. Uh, but yeah, some other NBA free agency news. Uh, Suns signed JaVale McGee to one-year deal. Um, so Phoenix is making some moves. They also brought back uh, Cameron Payne. You know, he had some bright spots there for them uh, in the postseason. Uh, Blazers signing Cody Zeller. Okay, so that's uh, that's their response to Damian Lillard wanting them to improve the roster. Let's sign Cody Zeller to a one-year deal. Um, they need to make a big trade. Uh, let's see what else. I think that might be it right now. Oh, Bobby Portis uh, re-signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. Kelly Olynyk three-year, thirty-seven million deal with uh, the Pistons. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got for right now. Uh, thanks for joining for this week's episode. We'll be back next week. Uh, recap some more of the Olympics and uh, kind of get more into NBA free agency as uh, more of these names come off the board. And uh, yeah, talk then.